Welcome to Once Upon a Disney, an analytical yet fun-loving look at classic Disney narrative filmography. I'm Andy Redwine, and with me as always is my co-host, who completely believes in fairies, Larry Brenner. How are you, Larry? I do believe in fairies. I really do. I know you do. I'm doing doing great. How are you doing today? I'm swell. What movie are we doing today? Well, we are doing Return to Neverland, a.k.a. Peter Pan 2. And I actually need to start off with an apology for being wrong last week. Last week, I said this was a straight-to-DVD movie. Um, and that may have been the plan initially, but it actually did get a theatrical release. You're right, Larry. Originally, this movie was planned to go straight-to-video. But no, it is the fourth sequel of Walt Disney Animated Studios to get a theatrical release to celebrate 50 years of Peter Pan. Wow. So, yeah. You want some key facts? I would love some key facts. Well, this is also the second Disney film set in England during World War II. And do you know what the first I one I do, because we did it. Uh, bed knobs <laughs> and Broomsticks. Correct. I was hoping Very they'd good. be on the same train. I was hoping the ship in the sky would sail past a bed <laughs> at one point. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would have been awesome. So Catherine Beaumont, uh, who was Wendy. Uh, and was Alice. Alice from, we yeah, love Catherine Alice Beaumont. So she recorded all of adult Wendy's dialogue for Return to Neverland, but for reasons only known to the Disney Studios, the role was later recast with the voice of Cat Susie. Mm. I, so nothing against the work of Cat Susie. But we are big Beaumont right. fans here. Um, we are huge Beaumont fans. Uh, maybe maybe it was the thing that we saw in the Tigger movie with Piglet. Do you remember how Piglet sounded old? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's old. what happens. Oh. Well, most of the original players in Peter Pan had passed away at this point, including Hans Conrad and Bobby Driscoll. Right. And, of course, the Lost Boys had grown up, right? 50 years, as it turns out. It's a pretty long time. Sure. So, uh, yeah, if if the film had to be recast, that's my hunch, too. That she just sounded a little too old to play Wendy at that age. Maybe. So, Maybe. so uh, Jane and Peter do fly through the Neverland native village, but we never see Princess Tiger Lily in this And film. I don't miss her or or the <laughs> other Neverland natives. Uh, well, you know, she, she does show up in uh, Tiger Lily does show up in the new live action Peter and, and Wendy. probably in a much more and, respectful way, I would imagine uh, an incredible way. So I think it I think it's good. But but this Tiger really Lily and these Neverland mm-hmm. natives. So long. Farewell. Uh, but they do make it into the merch for uh, Return to Neverland. So maybe they were in there at some point and then got the axe. So. Oh. Don't know. Okay. Well, that was a good decision, I think. (laughs) I agree. I agree. So as the Jolly Roger glides off to Neverland, you can hear dialogue from the 1953 film, including Wendy's, uh, Catherine Beaumont's original line, Peter, you saved my life, Mm. which is my favorite of that. So, yay. No, I do like that sequence. Uh, There's not a lot of connection here to the original James Barry work, but there is a final chapter where grown-up Wendy is introduced as well as her daughter Jane. And of course, Peter Pan does take Jane off to Neverland, but the book never posits Jane as being disbelieving. But of course, I mean, that makes for a good story. I will tell you, you. if you ever read 
Peter Pan, and everyone should. In the final yes. chapter, I cry. Every time oh, it's, it's, I read it, there, there is a scene where Peter Pan sees Wendy and Wendy is older and Wendy is pregnant and he's he's horrified. She's she's gone mm-hmm. she's gone past him. She's outgrown him. Yeah. Um yeah. it it's it is such beautiful writing. Such beautiful writing. It is it's great writing. So of this project, Return to Neverland, screenwriter Temple Matthews recounted his process. And I thought this was an interesting quote. He said, I think it is a matter of immersing yourself so deeply into the characters, becoming such friends with them, that when it comes time for them to speak, they do so with a consistency. Okay. (laughs) Okay, what does he mean by that? Does he mean like doing the work of looking at the original film to really capture cadence and dialogue. Yes. Okay. Because I do think they do a good job of that. I think hook sounds like hook, not just matching the vocal intonations, but the lines of dialogue that he gives is classic hook dialogue. Smee sounds like Smee. Um, Yes. Peter, Peter is Peter for the most part. Right. I, I think that's right. fair. I think that's fair. And I think, yeah, I think there is a skill in that. For sure. All right. Should we get into this? Let's dive right in. Uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Off to never so we right. begin as we always do on this podcast by talking about the Manish Tana, why this movie begins where it begins. And I am tempted, Andy, to say that this movie actually. Uh, has something before the Manish Tana here. And I, I don't know that we normally look at things like this, but it it's almost like when you would watch a TV show and they'd go, previously on. We look, right. we look up in the sky and we see all sorts of cloud formations uh, in the sky that remind us, and, and dialogue, that remind yes. us of what happened in Peter Pan 1. We see uh, mm-hmm. we see Wendy, John, and Michael with the Lost Boys. We hear Hook. We see Peter. We see Tink, but none of that is actually the movie. Would you? It, it almost right. feels like like a pre credit sequence to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I think when I was sitting in the theater watching this, um, I remember think getting really nostalgic and really sweet. It was really sweet, you know, because we hadn't seen Peter in a very, and we've missed very him. long we've time. We've missed Peter Absolutely. Pan. Sure. Um, and yet, and yet I actually think we do need to consider it the Manish Tana. And I don't, I don't want to, but I think there was a creative decision made that we need to do this because where the movie actually will start in two seconds is England, World War Two. Uh, the Zeppelins have been bombing London. Uh, London's right. in ruins. And the tone of that opening sequence is not the right tone for Peter Pan. Correct. So I feel like really the reason we've done this celebration of Peter at the beginning is because when we actually start the new stuff, the new stuff starts us off wrong. It starts us off with what is it like to be in a city under siege uh, where bombs are going off? Um, 
the original. I mean, it's a downer. It's really a downer. The original Peter Pan, <laughs> we were in a playroom playing games. And here right. it's like, there's a war on. If we just started on the dark stuff, I don't know that we mm-hmm. would we would get through the movie if you're a young kid. I think maybe it's like too scary, too sad, too melancholy. Yeah, yeah. And this sequel doesn't feel to me like it's a standalone. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when I watch a sequel, I want to be able to watch it and not really know much about. But I think you have to watch the first movie to get to this you, one. You absolutely because it doesn't have make to. sense otherwise. It doesn't make sense otherwise. But it also, yeah. it, I just, I was shocked that like, hey, we're going to World War II. Um, Agreed. It's, it's, it doesn't feel Peter Pan to me. But it is World right. War II. And when we start in World War II, right. why do we start where we start here? Why do we start in World War II here? And as 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 you'll remember, if, if I'm doing the sequencing correctly, and if I'm not, Andy, please correct me, we see that um, we, we meet Wendy, Jane, not, uh, Jane and uh, Danny, and Dad... Yes whose name is something, Edward, Edward, Edward. Uh, who Edward is going off to war. And we also see children being like loaded up into trains, right? That's also part of this opening, right? The children are being mm-hmm. loaded up to trains to go out to the countryside. Right. Why, why does the action of the story start here? Okay, so your guess is as good as mine because I wouldn't have started it. I wouldn't here. have started it here either. I think I think it's a slow open. Um, I think I think they're trying to introduce Jane. They're trying to introduce her circumstances, um, how difficult things are for her. Um, she's in crisis. The family's in crisis because the dad is leaving. He's charging Jane with taking care of things, and she takes that that charge very seriously throughout the film. That's what um, I think we're here for, Andy. Yeah, I think we're here yeah. for the moment where Jane's childhood ends. In this opening sequence, mm-hmm. we see her holding the little doll of Peter Pan. Uh, right. And Dad's going off to war, and Jane's like, "Can I go with you?" And I'm sorry, you don't bring your you don't bring your daughter along to work day when there's a war on. <laughs> but in order to Correct. in order to make her feel good about not going to war with him. He charges her, take care of your mother and brother. And I don't think he does it to be cruel to her or to disproportionately give her a sense of responsibility. I think he does Mm -hmm. it to give her a little bit of narrative. This is how you can help me, is by taking care of the rest of the family. I'm not mad at him for doing that. I think it's delivered sweetly, and I think we see what he's doing there. Well, I mean, these are extraordinary circumstances, right? He's been drafted. I don't think he signed up. I don't get that. Fe- I, I get the feeling that he doesn't want to go, but that's what men were doing in London, regardless of. I mean, that. I mean, you have to you, go. You got to go. There's a draft. You got to, and that's that's, that's right. what you do. So we go there, and so then we've got a lot more exposition because we need. That's not the inciting incident of this movie. Although, if you thought it was, I would understand. It's all exposition. Mm -hmm. And then we get a sequence in which Jane and Nana 2 are like crossing through like the bombing of London 
trying trying to get back to the house. Got her little helmet on. She's got a little helmet on. She treats it like it's a game, but this isn't Mm -hmm. in her imagination. She really is traversing the streets of London. I mean, I think the moment where, and and this kind of goes to your theory, Larry, that that she's losing her childhood is when Nana points out the hopscotch and Jane says, no, no, we, we, you know, we don't have time for that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's just so dark. It's just so it is. dark. It's very dark. And I have to tell you, Jane is already on an adventure. She doesn't need mm-hmm. Neverland to be on an adventure. She is living in exciting times. When Wendy right. used to, fantasize about being in Neverland. It's because her life was a little bit boring and she wanted an idealized Uh version of play. Jane has real monsters in her life. Uh Uh, So I, I I find it tricky. I find it tricky. Okay, I need to move us through because if we if we sit through every moment of this, it's just gonna be me being sad and I don't wanna be sad. Okay. We can't have that. So let's jump. So we meet Jane. We meet Danny. Uh, well, there's two things that you could argue, I think, are the inciting incident of this movie. One is subtle and one is one is big. What would you say is the inciting incident? Well, I think the big one is that Hook comes to the Darling home. He kidnaps Jane and takes her to Neverland. I, because without that, we don't really have much going it's on. It's the big one. Although it raises yeah. so many questions to me, Andy, which is like, it does me too. Like, Hook seems to have some power. They explain, sort of in flashback, that Hook's ship can now fly ever since Peter Pan won, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But there's a sequence in which it looks as if Hook has gained the power of invisibility. He and his crew sneak past her and then grab her and, and, and it's a really jarring sequence for me. It makes me think that he's gained some powers over the years. Um, he hasn't. Those powers will never be at play or referenced no, I again. Mean, it's odd, isn't it? It is and odd. And he hasn't come for Jane. He's actually come for Wendy. Which right. raises questions about, about Hook. But I'm going right. to argue that maybe that's not the inciting incident. Although, okay. although it is. Maybe the inciting incident is Jane telling Danny that Peter Pan isn't real. That it's all oh. made up. And her saying that has somehow triggered, it is, it is, she has crossed the line. She has broken a sacred trust and now there mm. needs to be a consequence for that. And her seeing the words, I don't believe in Peter Pan, have somehow allowed Hook to come to London and get her. Ah, that's interesting. It's better as the inciting incident. It is. Because it's something she does as opposed to something that happens to her. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. That, that makes sense to me, actually. Okay. So you would say that the Hook's kidnapping is the consequence I, of the inciting incident, but the inciting incident with her being saying, yeah. I don't believe in Peter Pan. Yeah, I think if she doesn't... Which is, a, I mean, and, and then there's conflict with her mother, right? Because her mother's trying to keep Peter Pan alive for, for Danny. 
so that to kind of distract him, I guess, from the fact that there's a war going on. Here is the problem. You can understand Here that, is the right? problem that I have, though, Andy. I'm with mm-hmm. Jane on this. Wendy is out of her mind. Um, <laughs> like, like she is not dealing with the realities of this is World War Two. They're in the bunker, right. and we're hearing the bombs drop, and like Wendy is like. Let's pretend it's cannons from the pirate ship. And and <laughs> right. and seems to be and and maybe she's just an incredible actress, but they seem to be having a really good time down there. Jane comes in and Jane is like, there is a war going on, mother. Um, you know, like Jane, yeah. Jane yeah. like comes in, she's got socks for, for Danny, and 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 Wendy's like, you know, I don't want you to give up your childhood here. And and Jane is like, I'm someone's got to be the adult in the room and it's not you mom. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about all, I think about all the mothers that I know that tried to get their children to wear masks, their little children to wear masks during the pandemic and all the stories oh, sure. that they would tell them to keep them doing that. And I, I kind of, I want to get let Wendy off the hook a little bit because I think she's, she's holding down the fort as best she can. And she might as well go into her old role of, playing pretend with kids, right? For sure, um, but it's not what Jane really I mean the movie posits that's what Jane It's not needs, what Jane but it is yeah. but Jane is old enough to Jane is un, Look, I don't know how seriously right. we're supposed to take this. This is Peter Pan 2. But if you're going <laughs> to invoke the specters of World War 2, then mm-hmm. we have to World War 2 is is not just any war. It is arguably no. one of the most traumatic wars in history that Jane is living through, her eyes wide open. And right. and to be like, Jane, you should be more of a kid here. She's trying to survive, Wendy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So- I, sorry. I bet but it definitely it definitely sets up conflict between the two of them and that Jane that Wendy sort of still sees Jane as a tiny little girl and Jane's wearing a bomb helmet and you know, running through the streets. So, but Jane also does this really curious thing where she wonders where her daughter is and then closes the door to the bomb shelter. Wendy, yeah. When, what was that? Wendy about? does that. Yeah, Wendy does that. Yeah. What, what was that about? Anyway. I anyway, mean, how secure is that bomb shelter? <laughs> Jane can open up the door. I I would think, right. I would think bomb shelters don't open from the outside that easily, but oh, she left, the, she I, left the bomb I, shelter door unlocked. Wendy is not. She left the latch key. She left the latch. She left the key oh, under the oh, under right. the stone in front of the bomb shelter. <laughs> right. right right near the welcome mat. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We got to keep going. Now, I am going to take the argument, Andy, that maybe not everybody listening to this has watched Peter Pan 2. So I'm going to try to mm-hmm. summarize plot. I don't, I don't always like to do this, but I think it's important. Okay. Jane gets to Neverland. Um... She is immediately used as bait for Peter Pan. Uh, Hook summons up an octopus monster from under under the sea. Uh, and Peter Pan does what Peter Pan does. He rescues the girl. Hook's plan has already been foiled. We're on, we're right. on uh, like minute 16 of the movie. His master plan, which involved flying all the way to London and kidnapping Wendy. Yep, that didn't work. Nothing ever works for Hook. Jane, however, immediately wants to leave Neverland. And, Andy, she's not wrong. There's a war going on back in England, and her mother and little brother are there, and her father told her to take care of them. 
Correct. <laughs> but we're supposed to feel in the audience, Gene, why are you trying to get back? Have some fun with the Lost Boys and Peter Pan for a bit. It just doesn't seem like a time for fun, does it, Larry? She, I, I mean, I just, okay, I got to get through it. I got to get through it. I got to get through it. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry. So <laughs> Wendy is trying, Wendy's trying to figure out how to get back. She has to be able to fly to get back. She tries sailing on a boat. Sailing on a boat is not going to work because she doesn't really know how to build a boat. The boat she builds sinks. Although I love the visual of her making that boat with the British flag and her provisions and sailing off with a skip yes. up her lip only to see the boat. <laughs> that for me is probably my favorite visual in the movie. It's great. It's, it's very really British. Great. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> but she doesn't know how to fly. And then she, Tinkerbell, who's been super obnoxious to her, just like Tink, and that's not out of character for Tinkerbell. No. I don't know why no. everybody thinks this little pixie is is sweet as sugar. She was nasty to Wendy and she's nasty to Jane. Um, Jane doesn't like all the little harmless pranks that the Lost Boys and Peter are, are pulling on her. Tinkerbell's also nasty to her. And then Jane says the word you don't say. I don't believe in you. I don't believe in fairies. And Tinkerbell gets sick. And Peter realizes the only way to save Peter from dying is for Jane to believe in fairies again. Jane is different than Wendy. Jane can't be the mother figure who tells them stories. Instead, they mm -hmm. have to do the unthinkable and get Jane to become a lost girl. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Jane meets Hook. And Hook does what Hook does which is he comes up with a completely reasonable story. He says, listen, it's never been about Peter Pan. It's always been about the treasure he stole from me. I'll make a deal with you, Jane. You get me my treasure back, which is rightfully mine. And I'll take you back to London on the boat with me. It's a win-win. Peter doesn't need it. What does he need it for? Uh, which is reasonable. Jane then stipulates to Hook that she doesn't want Peter to be hurt. Or the, and, and Hook says, I agree. I won't hurt a single hair on Peter Pan's head. Uh, so she makes this deal. Okay. I got to tell you, I'm on board for all of that. That is classic. That's mm -hmm. a classic Hook play. So Peter yeah. offers her to become a lost girl. Jane now realizes that if she's a lost girl, she'll be able to find Hook's treasure. We get a sequence in which Jane becomes a lost girl, but she never manages to learn how to fly. She does find the treasure. She has a whistle she could use to summon Hook. She makes the choice not to blow the whistle, but one of the lost boys, I think it's the skunk, um, finds the whistle and blows it. The pirates mobilize, they take the treasure, they capture Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. Uh, and in what is arguably the cleverest moment of the whole thing, Jane says, you wouldn't hurt Peter Pan. And Hook says, no, I said I wouldn't hurt a single hair on his head. He, she, he plucks a hair from Peter's head, hands it to Jane and said, here's the one I won't hurt. The rest of him is mine. I loved that too. It's great, 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 yeah. Where would you say this movie reaches its climax? Ah, okay. So 
Tinkerbell dies being sort of the all hope is lost moment. Well, right? she uh, let, let's not frighten our audience. She she okay, appears okay. She just, to she, die. Okay, I, and then gosh, I I think it's when Jane believes in fairies, right? Tinkerbell is revived, and then Jane learns to fly. Well, she doesn't learn to fly right that second, though, if you'll recall. Right. Although right, that's you can, true. there's a reason you think that because she shows up on Hook's ship. And you're like, well, if she showed up on Hook ship, she must have learned how to fly in between sequences. But she she uh-huh. does she does fly like in that she takes a leap of faith and then flies for the right. first time. Right. I think that probably is the climax. It's the confrontation with Hook, right? Yeah. She rescues yeah. Peter, um, which is a re- Peter's rescued her, and then she re- rescues Peter. And, you know, a reversal yeah. of you know we did talk about. In Peter Pan one, that Wendy doesn't get enough to do in Peter Pan right. in the original Peter Pan, and this movie is definitely trying to address that. Mm-hmm. Jane does get she she gets to do the crowing thing with Peter, where they both go at the same time. Right, she Correct. gets to rescue Peter, which Wendy never did. She gets to be one of the lost boys, which which Wendy right. never did. She gets to do. All of those criticisms are being addressed here. How yeah, she's a she's a very active protagonist. How artfully sure. these these are being addressed, I couldn't tell. I couldn't say it's artfully done, but I I respect the motivations behind it. Is mm-hmm. that fair? It is. I. You seem down, Andy. <laughs> I do. I well, I seem okay. So I'm frustrated by this movie, and I'll tell you Please. why. Because stylistically, it is not congruent with the original. So the the animation of like Jane's face and the way she looks is very different. The music is oh, we'll talk oh, about well, the music th- early. Yeah, it's early two thousands, and we'll take time out for the music, which doesn't really fit. You know, that kind of campy following the leader. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't fit the same. Um, it doesn't even fit like a World War II era. It fits like a 2000s era. And it's always jarring to me. And so it, it feels like this movie, and probably because it was animated by probably five different houses in different areas. And, you know, this person quit, then these people took over. It feels kind of patchworky to me. It is patchwork. Is this a, is, is Peter Pan by committee. And, yeah. and what I felt yeah. when I watched this movie is that I missed Walt. I missed Walt being at the helm, mm. that he was one of the ingredients that made the original Peter Pan a success. And I, or at least someone being con- like all the way through, like a through line, seeing it all the way through and saying, no, we made this decision because of this or that. I mean, like, for example, right? Hook kidnaps Jane. Why? Like, why does Hook go out back for Wendy? It's been I'm not really... some time. Right. It doesn't make sense. Like, he seems to want some sort of revenge, but it isn't clear to me why. Well, he doesn't want revenge then, on uh, Wendy. He's identified Wendy as Peter's weakness. That's what he says. Ah, uh, okay. And okay. and you'll remember the closest Hook ever came to defeating Peter Pan was when Wendy was on Neverland. So there's a logic right. to why Hook does it. There isn't a logic to to why now. It's been years. Exactly. It, it's, it's, unless you go with my argument that Jane has finally allowed Hook to come there by, by, right, by saying right. the things she said. 
But all the times we take time out for more exposition, and we do that a lot in this a movie, um, um, we never we could have addressed that. That could be addressed, right? Sure. Why? Why Wendy? Why now? Sure. I don't know. I, it just it's just tough. This is a this is tough. I mean, it's a tall order to do a sequel to Peter. But Pan. I don't think I, you know what, Andy. I don't think it's a tall order to do a sequel to Peter Pan because I think it can be done. But I think you need to understand Peter Pan on a profound level to pull it off. And this movie doesn't get the things that that Peter Pan is about. So 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 one other thing, just real quickly, like you mentioned, Jane has a lot of things to do in this movie, and she certainly does. Right. I want Peter Pan to do more. I want him to have more screen time. I don't see him enough. No. Well, and the other the other part of this is at its heart, you should mm-hmm. not want to be Peter Pan. He's a tragic figure. He will never grow right. up. He wants he like and this movie posits Peter Pan will be happy forever. But when I talked about crying when I read the book Peter Pan, the idea of Wendy growing up and Peter Pan seeing Wendy as a child, like grown up, she's moved past him. And moving past him is just so incredibly sad. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple of moments here, if you don't mind, Andy. Uh, and I'm gonna throw out to you that. One of the things that's wrong here is Wendy is the one who created Neverland. Mm -hmm. We saw that in the first one. She and John and Michael together, but mostly Wendy, because she does most of the narrative work there. Everything that was placed in Neverland was placed for her. The experiences that she wanted. She wanted to see mermaids. She wanted to see, she wanted, um, you know, John was the one who wanted to see the Neverland natives. Uh, Michael was the one. Like, they they wanted to fight pirates. They wanted the pirates. Exactly. It was all for them. And, in fact, Hook is a doubled role. Hook was actually all about the children's relationship with their own father who wanted to destroy Mm -hmm. childhood. But Hook has no meaning in particular to Jane. She might be Wendy's father figure but we know we know that jane's father figure is a very different person from hook he just went off to war and he seemed like the sweetest guy compassionate loved his kids like he's not he was not trying to end childhood early and so let me ask you this let me ask you this did you feel like wendy should have gone Wendy should have gone to Neverland. That's my pitch. To like help Jane. This movie is called. Yeah. I mean, when we get to pitch time, I'll do the full thing. This movie is called yeah, Return yeah. to Neverland. Who's returning? Right. It, the audience. The audience is returning. No. Yeah. You. It. It's. But. But we want to see Wendy there. I do. But we do want to see Wendy there, and Jane is not Wendy. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind so much if Wendy and Jane both went. Absolutely. Yes. Wouldn't and Wendy could teach her daughter some things. You know, maybe there's some conflict between the two of them and the together there in Neverland, they they put that together and 
and make something work. Right. You know, like make relationship that their work. fraught relationship yeah. gets healed in Neverland. Mm-hmm. There's something yeah. to that. But this is, we've taken a character who really doesn't have the connection to Neverland that Wendy does and sent her there. I don't want to see Bob in Wonderland. I don't want to watch <laughs> Uncle Henry go to Oz. These places are made for right. specific people. And even though the right. book does have this bit of Jane going to Neverland with Peter Pan, that, that does happen. Jane is Jane is a young Wendy in that. It's right. she's going to experience the things her mother experienced. And and so so we have like a bunch of things conflicting with each other. And and it just doesn't work. We do. I do want to talk because we've we've strayed a little bit from talking about plot here. Sure. I do want to talk about the falling action after Hook has been defeated, sure. and we get back to England. Um, and Jane wakes up, and they do this sort of Wizard of Oz. Was it all a dream? Because she comes in through the window, she puts her head in her her hands, and she's in the exact same spot she was in when she was abducted to Neverland, right? Mm-hmm. Right, And so her mother gets up and Danny is there, but suddenly she's like, I met Peter Pan and she's got her second childhood again. And, and Wendy is so happy that Jane is a kid again. And then there's the, you know, then there's the car pulls up and dad is back. All of those things are good. But then there is a sequence where Wendy hears Peter Pan outside mm-hmm. and she gets to see him again. And King puts a little bit of fairy dust on her and she flies, but not very far, just a couple of inches. But she does get to see him again. I like that. It was very nice. Yes, that was Would have been better if it was Catherine Beaumont. Yeah, it would have been better if we'd, yeah, if if we'd spent more time, I think. I think it would have been even better. But but the movie kind of knows that the important relationship isn't Wendy, isn't Peter and Jane. It's Wendy and Peter. Right. And that's why we're yeah. ending on that moment, because yeah. that's more important to us than it is about Peter and Jane. That's right. Let's dive into characters for a little yeah, bit. Um, let's talk. We've talked about Jane quite a bit. Um, you know, she refuses to believe in stories as she's being actively traumatized. Um, I have a question. Sure. Why does Jane trust Hook? She doesn't after trust After he's the one who, who, can, who kidnapped her. You know, I think so? the movie goes through... Well, she doesn't address the fact that Hook kidnapped her. She seems to have forgotten that. I will I will grant you. It's Hook's fault okay. in the first place that she's there. Okay. Right. But I think the movie does show pains that like Jane is negotiating with Hook as if they're the two adults on the island. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, she she makes her own, she says, listen. Um, she, I mean, she goes through the reason. She goes, the treasure is really yours. And Hook says, it's absolutely mine. Peter doesn't need it. Hook says, what would Peter do with it? I will leave right. and Peter will be safe. And then Jane says, ahaha, I want it stipulated that you will not hurt, hurt Peter Pan. And Hook outsmarts her there. But I think, right. and then ultimately, when she does have, finds the treasure and she has the whistle, she doesn't blow it. Like, even though she's, she's yeah, negotiated for Peter's safety. She still, in her court, doesn't trust Hook. And the movie doesn't want us to be mad at her. And so it goes it goes out yeah. of its way to show that the, the deal that she made with Hook was completely reasonable, given that Jane needs to get back to her mother and brother. 
and that um, that she is taking pains like to not really harm Peter. So what? He loses the treasure. Mm-hmm. Big deal. So if but if you're Jane, she seems to be has has this sort of animosity toward Peter Pan. But she said, I don't believe in Peter Pan. She's there with her mother and, and brother. And, of course, that traumatizes the whole family. Then she's in Neverland. She sees Peter Pan. And she's still kind of nasty to him. And she doesn't have this revelation like, oh, there you are. Oh, well, you know. I mean, Peter's not exactly great to her either. No, it's it's just He lets her odd. fall. Like, when Tink, yeah. and then he says something along the lines of, oh, women always get jealous uh, when I pay attention to another. Girls are always like that. Which is very weird. It's so weird. Well, because Neverland, okay. we talked about this in the original podcast, how Neverland right. is actually, you know, constantly trying to make Peter happy because it needs him there in order to function. It's it's a sick relationship between right. Peter Pan and Neverland. <laughs> uh, and viewers, uh, I we I listened to this podcast and uh, I, I think you should really go back and hear my theory about how evil, how Neverland is the true, the true villain in all of this. Well, let's talk about uh, Tinkerbell a little bit. Um, spiteful, spiteful I think the, Dixon. I think, yeah, I think the real tension is between, once again, uh, Tinkerbell and Jane, just as it was with uh, Tinkerbell and Wendy. There, But there, there is that thing that there are some things that can happen in a movie that feel like we've transgressed the sacred. And Jane mm-hmm. saying to Tinkerbell, I don't believe in you, makes me gasp. You don't say that in Neverland. For me, that is that is the thing you can't say. Even Hook has never said, I don't believe, I don't believe in fairies. In yeah. And that's all he needs to do, right? But she's looking at a fairy. She says, like, she says early on, this is all a dream. I know what's oh, happening. Okay. This is all a dream. And so, and this movie okay. is sort of positing that maybe it is, in fact, all a dream. So when she says, when she says, I don't believe in fairies, she's rejecting part of the mm-hmm. dream in front of her. That this isn't real. She needs to wake up. But the fact that I have so many questions. Yes. It, it requires. <laughs> there, is a, there is a clarity that's missing in this movie. To the point where there's a bit where, where the where the ship that Hook is in is flying through the sky and we enter into some sort of interdimensional wor- space wormhole uh, out of Kingdom Hearts, uh, if you're familiar with Kingdom Hearts. If you're not, it's like she goes into like a warp zone from Mario. Like, like, like the ship travels in like kaleidoscope lights. Like she's traveling from one dimension to another and Neverland's not in our world. Um, and, and it just raised... Fundamentally, this movie doesn't know Peter Pan. It, well, again, it knows the trappings again, of Peter sti- Pan, but not the heart of it. And I go back to my stylistic issue. Like, we don't have that. That's not how you get to Neverland in the first no. movie. If we're returning to Neverland, why are we doing it in this kind of sci-fi, space-agey kind of way? Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. There, this can be done. This can be yes. done. The sequel can yes. be made. I, I yeah, yep. I'm with you. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, Mr. Smee and the pirate crew. Okay. Uh, 
Or should we talk about, oh, we haven't talked about Captain Hook. I mean, Hook, talking about, we have to talk about Hook first. Oh, let's just talk about all of them. Hook, Smee, Pirate Crew. Relatively unchanged from the first movie. They, yeah, agree. I feel less certain of their reality now than I did when mm-hmm. we watched the original one. Which, which is to say, like, I think Hook, Smee, and the other pirates are about as real as Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and Rabbit are to Christopher Robin. (laughs) When you're in the Hundred Acre Woods, Winnie the Pooh is alive. When you're in the nursery, he's a doll. And I... Exactly. When Hook shows that picture of his mother, who has Mm -hmm. two hooks, by the way, love that. (laughs) Looks like Hook in drag with two hooks. And has the mustache. Right. Love all of that. Right. Why can't she be yes. in this movie? Um, yeah. In fact, yeah. Andy, fun. she should be in this yes. movie. Want to know why? Yeah. Because Wendy is a mother, and that would be interesting. Wendy had issues with her father, Jane. and so mm-hmm. Neverland has Hook. Jane has issue with her mother. There should be right. a female pirate based on Wendy there. And make yep. her a mother, make her Hook's mother. Oh my gosh! Because what happens in yes, because what happens in Neverland is that you work out your issues there. Your issues. Right? I mean, yes. I don't, I don't want to see like a Nazi suddenly get to uh, to Neverland, which is really what this movie is saying. Like we're gonna, we're gonna do a Raiders I, of the Lost Ark on Neverland. Uh, I don't. Okay, did you kind of feel like the pirates and Hook were sort of supposed to be? In the stead of the invading, I mean, kind of Germans, I kind of, but you don't also want to do that. We don't, we don't want Nazis on Neverland. And I realize no. someone is listening to this <laughs> podcast right now, and they've just opened up Final Draft, and they've written the words Nazis on Neverland, and and I please do not. I do beg this. of you, don't, don't do that. You have a responsibility to people when you write a movie. No. That's right. That's no. right. That's right. Um, okay. But but I, I do want to go back to this. There should be Jane's enemy on Neverland. Mm-hmm. Not she shouldn't be she shouldn't be using pans and she shouldn't be using Wendy's. She should have her own. Hook's mother should be in this movie. Okay. And then Hook can be dealing with the same thing that Jane is dealing with, which which Hook wants to be a pirate and and uh, maybe maybe Hook's mom is is like or maybe Hook's like I don't want to be in Neverland anymore. I want to go back home and be a proper buccaneer mother. And she's like, "Where's your treasure? You stay in Neverland, Hook." Very cute. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know why I made it Mrs. Potato Head's voice there, but uh, <laughs> you know what? So, so I. So it goes. Uh, yeah. I yes, stamp of approval. Uh, Wendy, darling, uh, has not changed much, has she? Has she grown up? She's I don't physically think she did. grown up, but I yeah, don't know. But I think she's got Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> Look, I am a perpetual child. So I cannot fault Wendy for being a perpetual child. Okay, yeah, that was a, that would be a little hypocritical. It, it would be too, very so, yes. hypocritical. <laughs> but I, but I would say, if she's still a child at heart, she should get to go back to Neverland. Agree. And 
Uh, and if her child Danny wife. really does believe in Peter Pan, why doesn't he, he get needs to, to go, go to, to Neverland, Neverland too? Exactly. Exactly, Larry. In fact, I, there's d- a war going on. Can't they sit out the war, the three of them, in Neverland? In Neverland? Exactly. Well, when they went into the bomb shelter, I kind of thought that that bomb shelter would be transformed to Neverland. I honestly thought that was going to happen. But, of course, no, there's a kidnapping and other things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Meh. Uh, Lost Boys, do we... There's a little bit more work to try to flesh them out a bit, but ultimately they don't really have personalities of their own. And uh, mm-hmm. again, that's that's an opportunity that's that's missed. And also, I want the Lost Boys to grow up too. I said that last time. It, uh-huh. it shouldn't be boys forever. Well, I think you'll like Peter Pan and Wendy, the live action. Oh, man. I suspect I will. So, I suspect I will. I, I think you will. I love Peter Pan. Um, I love Neverland. Yeah. I love Wendy. I, I even love Hook. I, I love... Mm-hmm. Sp- Hook's great. Um, I I just... It's, this is a sacred territory. And if we're returning there, that's what's missing in this movie. The, it's It's been profaned in some way. And I, when I say profaned, I, I don't mean, mean it like it's It needs to be evil. congruent. It, no, no. It needs to be congruent, though. And, and I, I think, um, you know, like with the Star Wars sequel... Or even a prequel, or you know, whatever. Like they're very careful to look at that world and keep it similar, right? You have the same costumes, you have the same sets, you have similar a similar look and the the way that um, a similar ethic. Did right? it bother you that, that there happen. was a jungle in Neverland? That didn't bother me, but I could see that bothering. No, no, it doesn't bother me. I mean, that's whatever, just another whatever part game of Peter Neverland wants to play. Before. Right, whatever game. That's fine. That's fine. It, it materializes, right? That's part of who Peter Pan is. He just thinks things up. And There's a desert happen. somewhere. There's an Arctic somewhere. Sure. Somewhere on Neverland. Sure. Where terrains exist. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, I that doesn't bother me. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I just, that, that I, yeah. If you're going to write a sequel, please. Please refer to the original. <laughs> I think they did. I just think I think I think they're the the six blind men describing the elephant. Each part, one of them found a piece of Neverland, but none of them found all of Neverland. Everyone who worked on this had their piece of it, but it just doesn't get to the heart of what this story is really about. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk about music. Okay. So, Andy, was there music in this thing? Because it yes, is unmemorable. It's unmemorable because uh, it again that it's stylistically not the same as what we've had in the past. Um, there is a certain kind of song that is in Neverland. Sure, think right? of the happiest it's thought and fun, any happy little thought. That's right. You can fly. You can um, fly. You can fly. A- you know that the the initial song, the second start of the right, when the woman sings it, it's so beautiful, and it did give me kind of a lump in my throat sure. uh, because it's it's lovely. You can have one uh, song and, like that, and yes, but the rest of them really need to be kind of campy and fun and catchy and sticky. And I don't remember a single one of them. I do remember taking time out to you know watch Jane's face while we hear the song. Uh, in the nursery, which 
is a really long sequence. This movie uses music like bathroom breaks. Like they just know it you've does. got to go to the it bathroom does. from time to time. <laughs> when you hear the music playing, that's your cue. You can that's go, you can spend five to seven minutes there and come back and you'll have missed nothing because none of them, all of the music is talking about theme, but none of it is talking right. about what the characters are feeling. It's all text. They're taking subtext and making it text. And it's not, it's not fun. It's not fun to do. They're like, you want to feel nostalgic? And it's like, no, I want to watch a movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of what they were coming up against. I mean, they did get to do redo second star to the right. I mean, they own all the yeah, they own all the material, so the copyright shouldn't have been an issue. I want to throw out um, to you: this movie yes. has the worst Disney song of any movie that we've done. I would rather <sighs> listen to Protozoa from Xenon sing "Zoom Zoom <sighs> Zoom" makes my heart go boom boom boom. <laughs> Then listen to these are the things that the Lost Boys do. That song is terrible, terrible. Boo! And I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're the person who wrote this and you're like, finally, someone did a podcast about Return to Neverland. You that song was written in five minutes in the bathroom, and you came back out and you're like, here it is. Let's just do it. Uh, because I kind of, I kind of figure, I, I, I can see this, this moment where there's producers like, you know, what we need here is a song that tells us these are the things that the Lost Boys do. Now get it right. <laughs> it's a melodic. Uh, it's not sung particularly yeah. well. It's the only song that's actually sung in character. The rest of it is sung mm-hmm. by like an omniscient sort of narration. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that's another thing that we're. Get yeah, the, Protozoa yeah. that, for Peter well, Pan 3 first... to write the songs. <laughs> I beg of you. That is. Okay. So in the first Peter Pan, we have that heavenly choir. Sure. Right. So I get that. But if you're going to do that, then do it again. Yeah. Do it again. And also have some like good. Uh, there are good tunes in there. In the original Peter Pan. Yeah. Following the leader. Yeah, right. It's fun. Super fun. Super fun. Yeah. All right. Pitch time. Oh. So given Peter Pan and the sequel and Jake and the Neverland Pirates oh, and the new Peter and Wendy live action, uh, what do we do with this material, Larry? I think I think I do want a Peter Pan sequel. I, I just don't want it to be this. I don't want it set in World mm-hmm. War II. So I'm going to throw out to you that I'm going to pitch something that is not quite a sequel to the animated movie. But is is the sequel that I want to maybe the book, which is as let let's do the thing where Hook comes back to kidnap Wendy, but in fact Hook kidnaps Wendy, and she's an adult and she has returned to Neverland, but Wendy as an adult is dangerous to Neverland in a way in which Hook never could be. Because we see Peter see an adult Wendy and realize he's missed his chance with her. Maybe he does want to grow up. Maybe growing up with Wendy Mm. would have been a good thing. I want to see Wendy deal with Hook. Like, she's like, look, I'm a grown woman. You're, you're, you're like, 
you're playing at being a pirate. But I I want to mm-hmm. see her scold Hook, and I want Hook to be, like, emasculated by her. But maybe mm-hmm. Hook realizes, you know what's the way to destroy Peter Pan? If I can get Wendy to fall in love with me. That's what'll oh, do it. Oh, that's good. And Peter sees, like, Hook try to charm Wendy. Um, and is it working? Is it working? That's what I want. Mm. A Hook, Wendy, Peter Pan. Wendy as a woman in Neverland. And maybe she gives Peter one last chance. She can He can go back with her. Maybe not romantically. Maybe she'll finally be his mother. Mm. But I want it. I want it. Yeah. That's, so that's my sequel. And that's, uh, that for me is the heart of Neverland, is about that. Yeah. Peter wants a mother. He does. He does. What's your pitch, Andy? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I got a limp. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Throat. Sorry. He was like, Peter wants a mother. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. So I really delighted it up a little bit. I really feel like the mermaids in both the original and the sequel, very sadly, have very little to do. Especially in the and sequel. And I'd like, to, I'd like to think that Ariel could find her way to Neverland. Ooh, crossover. And it's canon. It's canon because right under the rainbow at Mermaid Lagoon on Peter Pan's flight in Disneyland, you will find Ariel. Ooh. <laughs> so in the book, we learn that Peter gifts Wendy one of the mermaid's hair combs. Yes. And I think it would be great if there was some magic in that comb that would bring Ariel to Neverland to help fight Hook. Okay, I'm I'm not I'm not upset for that. Or uh, I'll I'll go I'll okay. put an and on this. Yeah, keep, I'll, keep, I'll put an and on yes, this. Yes, 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 yes. Ursula also comes. Oh yeah, Ursula and Hook are and Ursula team. They are both contract oh, villains. They both make they all, both <laughs> sign contracts when they make deals. I. Yes, I, yes. I, and you know what? I know Mim has, Madam Mim has a thing for Hook, but I could see a yeah. Hook-Ursula thing. I I could yeah, ship that. Yeah. Let's let's do that, too. Yeah. If we're doing this, let's do it. I love that. It. So. And I think it would be fun for Wendy, you know, Wendy to gift that comb to Jane, maybe. Sure. If we're going to have Jane in there, you know, and, you know, bring. But I think the whole family needs to go to Neverland, and I think it would be interesting if they find you know, if the ship, if we have a ship, right. And we have, um, now I'm just, spit, you know, now I'm just sort of spitballing, but if we have a ship with, uh, her father on it, a naval ship, right. And he's fighting in world war two. Uh, wouldn't it be interesting if Hook's ship and dad's ship are fighting each other? What? what? Be, or, or, or she's supporting him through Ari- Ariel's helping support the naval effort. Okay. I don't know. This just said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be serious for a moment. What okay. if Jane, while she's at Neverland, is trying to rescue her father. Yeah, and is yeah, con- that would be great. Something, but what if her father washed ashore on Neverland? Was Hook's prisoner? They, they. What if Jane had gotten a message that that her father disappeared at sea, and she needs mm-hmm. to go to Neverland to find her father? That's something. Yeah. Oh, there's That's so many bigger. ways to yeah. do this, right? I mean, you can you can play with this all day, and I think it's there's just a you know million different permutations of this story. But I I'm I'm like you, I love Neverland, and I 
I really I love Neverland. I wanted I wanted to see Wendy back in Neverland. I love Neverland. I truly, so much truly did. That right now I just copy wrote the title Nazis in Neverland. <laughs> and I did it so no one can use it. To keep That's Neverland right. safe. Right? I have protected oh. it. You you don't get that title, listener. You missed your shot. <laughs> This released, we recorded this five weeks ago. What are you going to do now? <laughs> well, Larry, yes. this has been fun. What what movie are we tackling next week? So next week, I, I hope the gods of Disney Channel original <laughs> movies will be kind to us. Because, oh because our listeners requested that we do Smart House. I don't know anything about this except that i do know that our listeners are sometimes perverse and cruel (laughs) that's all i know oh oh dear i i've never heard of this i know absolutely nothing about it i'm going in completely blind i I think i think that's that's all we can do Well, if you like what you're hearing, or maybe if you don't like what you're hearing, will you do us a favor and share this podcast with another Disney or classic movie fan? And please check our Once Upon a Disney Facebook page, or you can even drop us a line in our mailbox at onceuponadisneypodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, friends, see you real soon. (laughs) 